and welcome to episode 5 of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. On my own this week, Mitch is having a day off. So I've got a big uh, program for you on this podcast. With thanks to the Australian Building Company, Home Building Made Easy, Skybus, fast, frequent and affordable airport transfers. Also with uh, thanks to Korea Waste Management, clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. And of course our uh, social venue, which is Churnsides by the River, where events live. You can check out the Facebook page. If you've got a birthday coming up, whatever it is, uh, give the office a call on 97416688 and talk to Deanne. She'll uh, let you know exactly what's going on. Head of a big match coming up this week. Of course, the bye weekend has uh, been and gone now. This Saturday at Port Melbourne at the new Adcon Stadium there, North Port Oval, taking on the Borough at 2 o'clock this Saturday. Coming up in this podcast, we'll talk to Jack Fitzpatrick, who, of course, these days is uh, is not our runner, not in the pink uniform run around on the ground. He's our ruck coach and uh, assistant midfield coach. And uh, also uh, in this podcast, right now, in fact, going to talk to the captain of the Werribee Football Club, Michael Sotomarco. Captain of the Werribee Football Club joins me now, Michael Sotomarco. Hello, Sots. How are you, mate? Going very well, thanks, Kev. How are you? I'm, I'm well, uh, but my hamstrings are dodgy at the best of times. What, <laughs> what, what about your good self? Uh, no, no, we're well on the road to recovery, so all things going to plan. I should hopefully play this week, but um, yeah, so there we go. It's Frustrating because uh, it's it's been a terrific start to the year for for the most part. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, we've had a, a you know a bit of a favourable draw with teams that we think are going to be sort of you know around the same mark as us, and we've we've managed to beat them. And um, I think our last game against Northern Blues was our most convincing, and, and certainly. Um, you know, the, the things, the way we moved the ball and things like that was the best we've done all year. So, yeah, I think we, we go into a game against a, a good team at Port Melbourne, at Port Melbourne, um, with a lot of confidence. So we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Sod, you've been through this year after year after year that you've been there. The, the, the changeover of players and new players coming in, it's always that, that first five or six or seven weeks of the season is always a, a bit of a challenge in that area. Has it been easier? Has it been the same? Has there been any difference in that kind of gelling of the group this time round? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's been very similar. Um, I think, yeah, turnover has always been a, a problem for every team in the VFL, I reckon. Yeah, so absolutely. I think probably the thing that's changed is I'm just a little bit more experienced. I've been through it a few more times, so I'm not as sort of worried about things. I know things that just sort of take time and then they fall into place. But it's the whole comp in general. It's sort of it's hard to get a read on where you sit until you've sort of played everyone once. Um, so sort of midway through the seasons when you start to get a feel for where you sit because it's just every team's had so much turnover and, yeah, you know, the AFL line clubs have fluctuations with their player availability and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult comp to tip in, that's for sure. It makes it, it also makes it difficult to sort of, uh, I guess, from a player's point of view, to know who you might line up on. Uh, do you just take that totally out of the equation from your mindset? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm very much of the like. I don't spend a huge amount of time on opposition. Like, I, I just like to, um, you know, basically a couple of the number of the bloke I'm playing on, kicks left or right footed, that kind of thing. Basically how he tries to kick a goal if I'm playing down back. Um, but other than that, I just try to sort of concentrate on what I'm going to do. And I figure if I get that right, he can spend a bit more time worrying about me than I have to spend worrying about him. So I think that's, um, yeah, that holds me in good stead. The first couple of weeks of the season, have, uh, have you noticed any any change in in either way, I guess, we're playing and, and be in, uh, in the actual competition structure? Um, I think we we've just taken the the shackles a little bit off. Yeah. Um, not as as heavily defensive focus. We still obviously want to defend well as all teams do, but there's been a greater emphasis on kicking under points and and the way we uh, move the ball, which 
it's probably followed on from the last couple of games we played um, last year. Um, we really started to get that going. And, and first year as a standalone team, obviously last year, it took a bit of time for us to gel and you know, all those things you talk about, like the high player turnover and new coaching structure and all those kind of things. It just takes time. And I think now you're seeing a really strong core who've been you know, close to 18 months together now as a standalone club, um, complemented by some new players who are coming in and, and a really clear sort of, I guess, game style in that we want to try and, try and score 100 points. You take Collins and Corbett out of any team in the in the VFL and that would make a, a huge impact. And we've seen they both made a really good impact uh, as, as AFL players uh, this season. Um, we've overcome that reasonably well, I would have thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, I don't think you're ever going to replace those two uh, completely because they are yeah, out and out guns. And, and the, sort of that, the other thing you don't sort of see, um, I guess, when you come and watch the games is like, behind the scenes, they're both... Um, awesome blokes. So that was yep. a that was a loss from a club perspective as well. Um, but in, in you know in saying that we, we sort of we move on, don't we? We've got to do our best to try and try and replace them. And and I reckon Jake Riccardi is one that's uh, has been outstanding. And I think you forget how young he is, um, but he's got a bucket load of talent and some like really exciting um, skills that he that he plucks out on game day. So um, I think he's he's tracking along really well, and we'll just keep helping him helping him through that. Um, and then you've got. Big Timmy House has come in to try and uh, fill a void for us, which is good. Initially down back and is now sort of switched forward. So we've got Cogo coming back down back to help us out. So it's all a uh, bit of a game of musical chairs. But, um, yeah, it's all we're going okay. And there's a, a recruit, uh, what's his name, Hanson. I think he goes all right too. He's been out for <laughs> – he's sort of new to the scene, isn't he? Mate, I don't know anything about that player, is he? <laughs> he, he? He is a gun, isn't he? Yeah, he goes all right. He goes okay. He's got a terrible haircut, but he uh, he's a good player. Yeah, is there is there a uh, within the playing group? Is there a, a, a competition going on that I'm not aware of about uh, who has the worst haircut? And is there some sort of kudos at the end of the year that you'll get for continuing to have the worst haircut? Um, no, we might have to start one up because you walk into the rooms before the game these days, and like put his charge um, yeah. into the into the change rooms, and standing in the mirror, you've got. Hebron, Hanson and Munro all doing their hair together. Um, tying each other's hair up into a big bun behind it. And I, you know, I had the man bun last year, but I've woken up to that. I've, I've got rid of that. So I'm excluded from that group now, but those blokes are still well and truly into it. Now, as people who've uh, picked up a copy of this year's uh, season guide will have uh, will have noticed, uh, speak well. You, if you bought hair up, not me. Um, the <laughs> um, the, uh, the uh, I mean, it's almost the handlebar moustache from the sort of uh, you know fighter pilot days of the nineteen fifties. Where did that look come from? Yeah, that was uh, that was popular with the girlfriend back home. I, I uh, yeah, I just tried it out in the mirror and got a great response. So I thought I'll, I'll whip that out one for the photos. Um, but <laughs> it was a bit of a. A few of the boys decided to grow a bit of a dirty moustache for the photos, and yep. I think uh, being of Italian heritage, mine just might be a little bit more visible than some of the other blokes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it's, it's okay, but I don't think it'll come back for a game. Mate, just on a personal note, uh, being named as captain of the uh, of the team again uh, for this season, uh, obviously that's uh, that's something that's really important to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was, it's uh, you know I've said um, in an interview with Mitch um, that it's the first time I think I've ever actually been exclusively voted in by the players. Often it's, you know, the coaches involved and the players involved and it's sort of a, you know, consensus decision. This one was just a straight player vote. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's always nice to be recognised by your peers. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones you sort of walk out in the battle with. So um, that was a you know, really good vote of confidence for me and, you know, the first time in six years. But, um, yeah, look, it's really, the club I'm really passionate about, it's a role I think I'm doing better than ever. Um, and I think... 
um, you know, I haven't been around the traps now. I'm in a spot you know, where hopefully my leadership is as good as it's ever been. Um, and I can you know, help some young blokes get a positive experience from the footy club that, that I've had. Um, that's my ultimate, ultimate aim. And hopefully that'll uh, include winning a flag. Well, we talked about that uh, that gelling. One of the one of the ingredients that's gone out of the the group gelling is the is the AFL affiliation. Uh, is that is that made the the job of captain a, an easier thing just logistically to do? Infinitely, it's uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it, it's just got a club feel to it. Yep. Um, and the the thing with the, the North Melbourne alignment, there was no personal, there's no personal against the players or anything like that. It was just. Both clubs had uh, ultimately two sort of separate aims out of the program, and, and North Melbourne's VFL program. Their aim is to, to build their players you know, so they're ready to play AFL, and Werribee's is to win a premiership. So um, it was just that that you know, misalignment, I guess, or not the misalignment—that's a bad word—but just um, being able to focus, you know, concentrate solely on Werribee players and, and doing and preparing them to, to win a premiership is um, yeah makes my job a whole lot easier. There's certainly a gusto about the song when a win happens that is uh, that is a, a really different uh, kind of feel about it than than you know and and again we're not putting uh, shit on anyone else over, uh, about this but there is just a different feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think the the great thing is that um, like not only do we benefit from going standalone, but North Melbourne benefit from having their own team. Oh, so they've got all their own coaches coaching their players in the same game plan and all those kind of things, which prepares them better to play AFL footy. So it's it's just one of those win-win situations that as soon as both clubs could viably have their own have their own standalone team, it just made sense. And, you know, that's where we are now. We're about to talk to Jack Fitzpatrick uh, on the podcast about uh, his role with the club this year. Uh, and there's been some changing in the coaching uh, ranks. Um, how's that all sort of worked out for you? Uh, because you're obviously one player who's very, very close to the coaching uh, ranks uh, and, and all the coaches. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's actually it's been uh, it's been really good. Um, Mick, obviously coming in as as um, our midfield coach, who hasn't had a huge amount of coaching experience, but he's going really well. Um, and then you've got obviously you've got, you've got Choco with all his experience, and then um, Jeff Andrews, who um, yeah, is obviously involved with the club last year. So we've got that relationship with him now, and um, so we we work you know, reasonably close together on the on the backline stuff, but. To be honest with you, I always try and keep a little bit separate because at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a player, not a coach. So yeah. I think that separation is important. Um, and they're, they're doing a terrific job. Um, you know, Daff and, and Fitz as well are doing really well. So you know, I get along with them all really well, which is good. Um, you know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played too much, so I haven't uh, experienced them too much on game day. But, um, but no, it's all, it's all going along okay at the moment. I haven't incurred the wrath of the coach as yet. But, that, but No, not yet. Early, no. early doors yet, Sods. No, no, exactly right. I'll have to, uh, have to see how I go when I come back. Now, listen, I just want to check out how full the dance card is for Saturday, the 18th of May, for the mid-season ball. This is the players' mid-season ball. Going to be a beauty at the Carlton Brew House uh, in Thompson Street in Abbotsford. Uh, tickets are available now from the online shop. Uh, you cut a bit of a swave on the dance floor, do you, Sods, or not? I mean, not at all. I'm a lean against the bar kind of bloke, but... Um... But yeah, hopefully we can get to really, you know, fill the room. Um, so the aim of the of the night is to get friends, family, partners, um, sponsors, all of the people connected with Werribee Footy Club members, obviously, um, to come along and and just help build those networks, so that when you know when girlfriends turn up to a game, they've got some people they can sit with, or you know, sponsors feel uh, really comfortable walking into the rooms after the game and catching up with players, and and that's I think so important for a standalone club to have that kind of community following it. 
Yep. Um, so that's the aim of the night is to, is to get together, have a few drinks together, have you know a few laughs and some good good times, and then hopefully catch up with each other again at the footy in the in the coming weeks afterwards. Mate, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully uh, back this week against uh, Port Melbourne at uh, at their new. Uh, uh, newly uh, sort of uh, laid turf down there at uh, Adcon Stadium. So looking forward to seeing uh, that in the flesh this weekend too. Yeah, that'd be nice. If it's nice and short, I might actually be able to run there for a change other than the, <laughs> the heavy ankle-deep grass these days. You didn't wear boots at Port Melbourne in the last few years. You've been wearing waders, but uh, I, think yeah. you'll, I think you'll be right this week. Mate, great to catch yeah. up with you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Beautiful. Thanks, Kev. Cheers, mate. Terrific to catch up with Sods. Michael Sotomarco, once again, skipper of the Werribee Football Club for this year, and hopefully we see him back in action uh, this Saturday uh, with the hamstring uh, all recovered. Uh, gets through training this week and uh, hopefully named uh, in, in the team for this weekend. And also hopefully returning this weekend, Michael Barlow, uh, who I saw on the weekend, uh, looks uh, very fit and healthy and is feeling pretty good. So he's hoping that uh, he gets the all clear from the dock too to be able to run around against Port Melbourne on Saturday at Adcon Stadium uh, at North Port Oval from 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Joining me now, though, is a man who uh, has a very, very fine pedigree in football, of course. Was drafted by the Melbourne Footy Club, played 22 games there, four at the Hawks. And unfortunately, uh, due to uh, the concussion uh, catching up with him, uh, had to retire at a very young age and well before his time. But, uh, of course, these days, happy to say he's ruck coach and assistant midfield coach. We'll find out what that means when we talk now to Jack Fitzpatrick. Jack, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Good to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kev. Pleasure. Now, uh, explain to us exactly uh, your ruck coach and assistant midfield coach. How does that kind of work out both uh, on, in, from a training point of view and from a, a match day point of view? Uh, from a match day point of view, it works out pretty well um, and probably is more simple um, in that, uh, obviously, Michael Barlow, uh, despite the fact he's been injured and, and missed the games, uh, all being well, he's out on the field on game day. So um, on game day, he sort of takes the role um, as a player. Uh, don't get me wrong, he certainly gives a lot of coaching and instruction on the ground. And at times he will speak during the breaks, but uh, I'm the one in the box on game day. So uh, I certainly take on uh, that responsibility there. During the week, it's a little bit different in that uh, Mick... Um, Obviously, he's involved a lot more in the planning and the meetings and stuff. So I'm more than happy to let Nick take charge here and there. Um, he certainly does the majority of the reviewing of a game. Uh, certainly looking at how players played. I, I will obviously review the Ruckman. Um, and then my responsibility is to look at uh, our upcoming opposition. Um, I am a bit of a footy nerd, so I do enjoy watching <laughs> uh, other teams and what they're doing at stoppages and how they're setting up. So uh, I will then watch that and report back to him and uh, that's how we come up with our plan for the following week. So that's as, as simply as possible how we can describe it. But so far, it's working okay. Jack, uh, one of the things that's uh, it's quite obvious when you look at an AFL list as a pair, uh, as co- uh, compared to most VFL lists is the uh, is the height of a couple of blokes on most uh, AFL lists. Um, uh, our ruck division, which obviously you're a part of, has been surprisingly good, I suppose, given that they're not big-name uh, people uh, in ruck circles, uh, for want of a better term. No, you're right, they're not. And I think um, not only that, but quite often they're coming up against, uh, obviously, you know, a lot of the teams in the competition AFL line, which means they're playing AFL Ruckman. So uh, we saw our last game, uh, our Rucks played against Matthew Lobby and Andrew Phillips from Carlton, who are both AFL standard Ruckman and, and have played, I'm not exactly sure, the number of games, but 
uh, you know, they've played some pretty good consistent AFL footy, and I thought Phillips was a bit stiff to lose his spot, even though um, obviously Matthew Cruiser is a very good player. So uh, you're right. Um, I suppose uh, the reputation of our guys uh, might not be as high as, as other ruckmen out there, but having said that, Angus Clark, who has come in and, and had a terrific first month, he did win a sample premiership and, uh, you know, was a South Australia player for under 18 level and those kinds of things. I actually played against him um, at under 18. All right. Believe it or not, he's actually uh, a year older than me. So uh, Vic Metro versus South Australia about 10 years ago. So um, that was our first meeting. But certainly him, him and, and Jack Derry and, and even uh, Darcy Bennett, who came in for his first NFL game um, when we played uh, the Northern Blues because Jack Berry missed with his teeth. I thought Darcy was super. Uh, Darcy's certainly a bit taller than those guys, but you know, he's been a local footballer and, and six months ago, eight months ago, if you had have said to him that he wouldn't be playing at Lara and instead would be playing VFL, I think he probably would have laughed at you. Yeah, so, um, yeah he, he was really good and, and uh, certainly with Tyler Watts as well and unfortunately Nick Knott, um, uh, again, just re-aggravating his knee injury. Um, we've got we've got some handy ruck depths at the City Club at the moment, which is always pleasing. Is the challenge for you uh, in terms of making the quality of time you get with uh, with the, those players the important part of the equation? There's so much that goes into it, Kevin. Certainly, time is is a real big issue. Um, obviously, at AFL level, which is you know where I spent eight years developing my craft, and um, we're certainly still learning it in my eighth season before I had to retire. Um, not only do you have so much time to go through vision, to do extra work, to do extra touch, all these kinds of things in ruck craft specifically, but the really big and most important one is that physically these guys are ready to play. Um, so in particular with uh, Darcy Bennett and Tyler Watts, uh, these guys are young, um, I don't want to use the word kids, but you know, in, in football terms, they are kids. And for them just to be physically strong enough and fit enough to compete the whole game, it's a really big ask. They're playing against guys, as I said, who are most, mostly full-time athletes. They're in their mid to late 20s. They're fully developed. Um, you know, you hear a lot that the big guys can take a lot of time uh, to, to mature. And, and certainly for myself as a player, that was the case. And, and for these guys too. So um, you've got to be able to, you know, in a limited amount of time, um, sort of not only get them physically ready in terms of strength stuff and fitness stuff and all those kinds of things, uh, but also technically ready. So technique and knowledge and, and just, you know, more rough work, whether it be jumping into a bag or following up or throw-ins or centre bounces, all those kinds of things. Jack, the uh, the six 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 rule, has that changed the dynamic of, uh, of when players restarted after a goal at the start of each quarter as opposed to a normal stoppage? Is there a, is there a big technical difference between the two? Certainly at the start of each quarter and, and after a goal, um, things are much more simple. It's obviously a lot harder for teams to, to change it up um, when they're uh, dictated to in terms of where people can set up. Um, once that initial ball up has happened, um, they can do anything from putting extra numbers in the stoppage or behind the ball or whatever that may be. So uh, the tricks that teams are able to play at centre bounces are certainly less. Um, they will certainly still try a few things here and there, but I think it makes things a lot more predictable than... 
um, around the ground where they still might put an extra forward into the stoppage. They might put a winger back and replace him with a forward or all those kinds of options that teams will look at doing. Does it change the dynamic of the actual ruckman in the contest, whereas you get away with maybe a really tall bloke in the in the in those uh, the normal restarting after a goal and start of a quarter, but in the in the sort of around the ground stuff, you need that that body strength comes back into it again. Yeah, again, all, all ruckmen are sort of different in terms of what they offer. Angus Clark. Uh, you know, as I said, he's had a really, really solid first month of football, and he um, he's sort of your shorter type ruckman, and um, he's quite strong physically, and he's more mature, and he's quite smart with how he uses his body. Um, but then again, as I said, Darcy Bennett in his first game, Darcy's quite tall, and he's got a really long reach. But having said that, he's new to VFL footy. Uh, he's you know not quite as strong as what Angus might be, both in the legs and in his upper body. So it's not so much about the type of Ruckman that you need. It's just about looking at who you are and what your strengths are and trying to play to that. Um, I always say to the Rucks, as long as they can get the ball into an area that our midfielders um, can sort of predict and and compete in, then they've done their job. They don't even necessarily have to win the hit out. As long as the ball goes to an area that our midfielders compete, then as far as I'm concerned, that's a win. Let's talk about the midfield. Uh, Everyone talks about how deep you have to bat in the midfield to be competitive these days. How uh, how deep do we bat? We we do deep uh, deep. Sorry, I should say bat really deep. Yeah, um, <laughs> if I can get if I can get that out clearly. Um, no, look, we, we do. We've got a lot of players in there, and, and not only um, a lot of you know solid midfielders um, that are your traditional grunt type mids. We've also got a lot of um, other players that offer a different dynamic. So we've seen in the last couple of weeks a player like Maxwell Garinas, who um, you know did little stints in the midfield, but uh, predominantly over the pre-season, early rounds is used as a, as a um, pressure forward. He's come into the midfield and, and played some really good footy. The last quarter against Geelong got a lot of clearances, and then again against the Northern Blues on the week or the weekend um, prior to the one just gone. Um, you know, Matty Munro is a pre- pressure forward, comes in and offers a speed dynamic. These guys, Jack Henderson, who I believe is sitting second for score involvement in the whole competition. Um, you know, he was a small defender last year and knocked locked down a player like um, Gryden Myers or whatever his name is from Geelong who's had yep. some really good AFL footy. Um, now he's played as a small forward and kicked some goals for us and setting up a lot. And Now he's able to come into midfield as well and, and really add a different dynamic in there. So the ability for players like that to come in and then complement, uh, you know, Tom Gribble was our runner-up best and fairest team of the year last year. Matt Hanson, three-time best and fairest winner. Um, Josh Clayton's a bigger body that we've picked up. Kai DeClace offers a lot on the wing. He's a lot taller, but his speed and aerial ability, um, he's had a really good first month of footy. So Dom Brew, I think everyone will know that Brew is very much in and under, offers a lot of grunt. So doesn't give us as much on the outside, but by gosh, he's tough and hard on the inside. So you're right, we've got a different dynamic. There are a lot of players that I haven't mentioned um, that have both played and also some younger players that are playing well at local footy and, and would like to give them a chance. But um, you know, it's sort of like the old Australian cricket team, Steve. That uh, it's, it's a lot harder to get out of out of the team or into the team than out of the team or whatever that saying was. Just everyone's in good form, and uh, you can't drop players who are in good form, which is a really good problem to have for us. Team balance is a you know a much overused expression in football, but uh, hearing you talk about the mids, then there is a real uh, a real melting pot mix of uh, of what goes into making that uh, that uh, five or six blokes who run through that middle of the of the ground any one time. 
There is, absolutely. And, you know, one that comes straight to mind straight away that I didn't mention was Joe Mashman, who's another one who offers yep. that speed sort of option on the outside. So you're right. Um, I think, you know, in the early rounds, we've probably at times hurt ourselves a little bit by being potentially a little bit too inside-focused in there, um, which is why, you know, players like Augurinus, Munro, Henderson um, have offered quite a lot. Um, you know, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but I know from my time at Hawthorne um, that there's a, a rotation where one of um, Rioli, Puopolo or Bruce was always in the centre square. Um, you, you look at them and say they're all forward players, but they just offered a different dynamic to your traditional Mitchell, Hodge, Lewis, etc. So um, I think trying to offer that again, not only that, but a small forward um, is one of the hardest spots to play on the ground. They do a lot of running, a lot of work, um, and they don't necessarily win a lot of the ball. And at times, if they're not kicking goals, um, it can be a bit of a lonely spot and you're not getting rewarded. So I think just to be able to be around the ball and potentially actually get your hands on a little bit more and be more involved, whether it be a tackle or block or smother, um, it just brings them into the game a little bit more as well. Has the opening up with the six 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 rule uh, sort of almost seen the reinvention of the winger? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mentioned, you know, Kyder Clayton's had a, a, not only a really solid bunch of practice matches, but a, a pretty good first month of footy. Um, last year, we saw him playing more as a key forward for us, but um, that was probably not fair to him, considering he's a, even though he's quite tall, he's a, he's a tall running player, and, and that's why he's been so good. Josh Clayton has, has been really solid for us as well. And these types of players, you can sort of sit on the outside of stoppage, but then get used and get a, a fair bit of the ball. Uh, you're right, Kev. It, it's sort of, uh, you even said AFL level, you know, players like Isaac Smith, um, have had really, really good first months. Um, you know, there are a lot of players out there that have been playing on the wing, still side bottom players on the wing a lot, that uh, are just getting involved a lot more because the numbers around the ball aren't necessarily as high and it just gives them a little bit more space to work in. The other thing that also seems to be reinvented is it's almost like a quarterback uh, position, which uh, which Wani McFarlane does for us. And we see it at AFL level with the Caleb Daniels of the world. That's, a, that's become a really important position too, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. And uh, as you said, you know, Dane McFarlane has done that really well for us. And, and in round one, um, that was obviously played by uh, our skip who just spoke to, Michael Sotomarco. And, yep. um I thought in round one he was sensational and, and a big reason why we were still in the game at quarter time. Um, so, you know, that'll be when he comes back to the team, that sort of gives us two of those rebounding options, uh, which is really solid. So it sort of depends a little bit what the opposition do. Because um, obviously those guys are defenders, and, and um, they're very much you know they have to defend first. Um, but at the same time, we love the run and the carry that they bring from the back line, as you said, like a quarterback. So they can set up things so well for us. Um, but it just depends what the opposition do, because they will come up to stoppage with their man, and without getting too technical, with their man going into stoppage, are they trying to um, you know come up onto our sweeper, which will be a winger? Um, where can they then release their man onto the winger? So without getting too technical, it does revolve a lot around what the opposition is doing. But to be able to get the ball in the hands of the likes of Sotomarco and McFarlane, etc., uh, Louis Pinnock is a really mm. solid damaging player off the back line as well. Um, it can really you know, give us some, some good advantage. Jack, you were runner last year, you're not runner this year. Uh, how's, the, how's that uh, sort of sit with you? Because that physical involvement last year is obviously something that, uh, as a competitive uh, being that you are, and, and, you know, two metres tall and fit and healthy and young and all those things, you're missing a little bit of that? Um, I'm not missing when it's cold, but I get to sit in the box and eat lollies all day. Well, <laughs> yeah, fair everyone, else, everyone else is outside. Um, it was a bit strange last year being the runner, um, 
in the fact that less than 12 months earlier, I was playing, um, I'd, you know, I'd played in the VFL and was playing against a lot of the guys that I was running against. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I sort of didn't have a, an appreciation for how tough the role is. You've um, got to watch the ball and make sure you're not getting in the way. So you're running away from the ball. You've got to work out who you're giving the message to, where they are, what the message is. Remember all these kinds of things and at the same time still stay out of the way. So um, <laughs> a lot of people would argue that I ran away from the ball whilst I was playing anyway, Kev. So I didn't, really have, to, didn't have to change too much. But, um, yeah, certainly a bit of an appreciation for it. Um, I think the one impact that it might be having is uh, my waistline. It's just yeah, growing a little bit now that I'm doing <laughs> that little bit less running on the weekend. Mate, it's uh, fantastic to have you involved at the footy club as, uh, as our ruck and assistant uh, midfield coach. And uh, on match days, always good to uh, just sneak into the huddle there, which people can do, which is a really great thing, and have a little listen to what you've got to say to the boys. So it's good stuff. Good on you, Jack. Appreciate your time, mate. Thank you, Kev. Uh, terrific to have Jack on the program and terrific to have Jack around the club too. Uh, now, just I want to remind you uh, about a couple of things coming up at the club. One is the mid-season ball, which we talked to Michael Sotomarco about a little earlier. Saturday, the 18th of May, that's at the uh, Carlton Brewhouse in Abbotsford. Tickets are available from the online shop, so just go to werribeefc.com.au. Click on the shop up the top and you'll see details of how you can book for the mid-season ball. And uh, we're always uh, looking for volunteers. Always want you to be involved in our footy club. It is a terrific football club. I can say that uh, quite uh, quite openly. I've been involved now for 15 years and uh, and loved every minute of it. Oh, okay, maybe not every minute, uh, but 99 out of every 100 minutes. Uh, we'd love you to be a volunteer. There's a, um, look, there's a, a truckload of different roles. We had a couple of uh, emails during the week that I've, uh, I've responded to asking what roles are available. Uh, we've got all sorts of departments, obviously, at the club. Uh, there's the media department where we're always looking for someone to give us a chop out. Uh, we have uh, admin. We have match day. We have, obviously, training days. There's so much goes on around the footy club, and we'd love you to be involved. It's, uh, it's not a thankless task by any stretch of the imagination. It's uh, not a paying task. It is a voluntary uh, the, the role that you're taking on. But we'd love to have you involved and I think you'll get a hell of a lot out of it. All you have to do is uh, contact uh, us at the at the club. It's very easy. 97416688 or jump on the Facebook page and uh, and just send us an inquiry and we'll certainly get back to you. But uh, all sorts of roles to be involved with around the club and we'd love you to be involved at uh, the club. Get yourself a, a shirt and a polo top and uh, and come and join us on, uh, on match days and training days and uh, some of the great functions and some of the great events that we have coming up at the footy club. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, till the next time, with thanks to our terrific sponsors, and uh, we really do appreciate uh, the uh, the efforts of all our sponsors. But our podcast sponsors, the Australian Building Company, you can actually uh, just nip down. They've got a display village, the New Haven Display Village in Tarnate. You can check out uh, all their homes uh, or the home there that uh, that they've got on display. Skybus. Uh, a couple of stops in Werribee before you get to the airport. Fast, frequent and affordable airport transfers. Uh, Karayo Waste Management. You can uh, see what they're all about at karayowm.com.au or give them a call on 1300 267 4696. Uh, they're basically all about clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. Might be something you're looking for. And of course, if you've got a wedding coming up, a birthday, a business lunch, whatever it is, you can have it at Churnsides by the River. Give Deanne a call on 9741 See you at Port on Saturday when the boys will take on the Borough at Adcon Stadium at North Port Oval. Hopefully another win for the mighty Werribee.